Action! <laughs> okay, we are recording. Ready? Three, two, is one. Is like milk? Yes. it's got culture in it. And it's... Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we discuss films that have potentially gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Herbert Taylor, and with me is David William Rogers, the man, the myth, the legend. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello to you. Hello to you. Yes. Uh, David, we are not alone. We are in person today, which is a delight, must say. Um, And we are not alone. We have a wonderful guest joining us. But before we do that... What is the film that we are discussing today? The film we are discussing today is Practical Magic, 1998, directed by Griffin Dune, I believe you pronounce his name, Dunny, I don't know. And then writers Alice Hoffman, Robin Schweikord, and Akiva Goldsman. So, yes, very interesting I had not seen this movie ever. I had yes. not heard of this movie mm. until you guys texted me and said, hey, let's do Practical Magic. I said, is that like a board game or something? Or are we going to Ouija board? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Um, you said it was a movie. And yeah, I... Yeah. We're going to get into it. It is spooky season. <laughs> yes, it so is. So that is why we were prompted to watch this film and David I believe it is your turn to do the synopsis I believe it is not well just because you haven't seen this movie (laughs) let's hear you damn it it. watching this movie yesterday practical magic to you I was like thank goodness it's Paris's (laughs) turn to do the synopsis all right okay okay so you have you have these women right and it goes back and it starts with this woman who's on trial for her life. She's about to be hung because she's the finest woman in all her community. All the other women are jealous and all the other wives are on the hanging um, committee. Or committee. I didn't know that was a thing, but <laughs> they're all on it and they hang this lady, call her a witch. She actually does have magic. She releases herself, dips out. She was pregnant. Somebody knocked her up. She's waiting on this island, waiting for her true love, never shows. So she curses herself that she'll never fall in love again. Um, she must have said the wrong words or whatever because she curses all the women in her family. All the Owens women are never going to find true love or they're, if they do, their guys are going to die or something like that. So fast forward, um, Sandy Bully. Bullock and Nicole Kidman's um, character. Um, They're growing up. They start out as young kids and their mom passed away from heartbreak because their dad passed away from this curse. So they go to live with uh, Stockard Channing, who is Aunt Frances and Diane Weist, who is Aunt Jet. And they're witches and they kind of teach them some spells. They're working through it. They're growing up and they come to grow up and leave. Nicole Kidman leaves the house. She goes off. She wants to live her life, doesn't want to stay in the small town that they're in where they're ridiculed, called witches, treated poorly. Sandy Bullock stays in town. She ends up finding somebody she cares about. He gets the curse and the wrath from old Aunt Owens. Um, He dies. So then her two girls have to grow up without a dad. And all these things ensue. There's like... Um, a guy that's abusive to Nicole Kidman. He gets dealt with. He gets the wrath. And then <laughs> through the power of community and parent-teacher conferences and the phone tree, phone tree. they, <laughs> they um, what did you say, like they get the curse off 
from their house. Yeah, they break the curse. Break the curse. And, and now everyone loves witches. Everyone loves and witches. And they go out on Halloween, Hallow's Eve to their house and yeah. kick it. And, New England. Yeah. We love it. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's friends now. Yes. Um, wow. Women empowerment. Just yeah. love that journey for love us. Love it. Um, it's a great film. 1998, great year. And uh, the person who chose this film for us to discuss today is actually sitting right beside me. We are sharing a microphone today. I have the lovely Ashley Studer. Hello and welcome, madame. Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me. What's up? She's here. She's here. Um, <laughs> Ashley Studer, who are you? What do you do? What is your deal? Gosh, who am I? Um, I've been in entertainment for the last 15 years, working in all facets from entertainment PR, nightlife, hospitality, and talent relations. Currently a senior director at Viral Nation, an influencer marketing company. And what does that mean? What do you do on a day-to-day basis? I work with big corporate brands and strategize with them on marketing campaigns and how they can activate and work with talent and then ultimately negotiate and execute the deals on behalf of the brand with talent. Sounds like you're a boss. I mean, I try. (laughs) (laughs) She's a boss bitch, yes. So mainly working with influencers, but like people from all different walks of life, uh, talent, we know each other from when we both worked in events, um, and then Ashley was one of my first friends in LA. So we're very excited to have you on the podcast, my love. And one of David's first friends in LA. Also facts. Wow, oh my God, it's all love <laughs> over mm-hmm. here. So Ashley, why did you choose this movie? What is the significance for you? I, growing up, I loved Practical Magic. I thought it was such a great film. I think I just loved the all-female cast, and obviously Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock, it's a huge film. And so I was curious to rewatch it again, especially leading up to Halloween and see how it aged. Mm, well, it was David's first time. David, your first impressions of watching this film? First impression, I was like, okay, what am I getting into? We've done The Witches before on this podcast. So I was like, okay, is it going to get into some like real magic, you know, messing with people? Is it going to be lighter side, darker side? I didn't know. And then, yeah, it was more of a story about um this family of women and what they went through with like heartbreak and trying to build a family trying to have a normal life because they've always had this you know negative stigma stigma on them Mm -hmm. in the family in the town that they grew up in Mm -hmm. so yeah i i thought it was interesting especially to you know sandra bullock and nicole kidman are just phenomenal actors Mm -hmm. and then um, Stockard and uh, we did what Greece and she was mm-hmm. Rizzo right so mm-hmm. it was cool seeing a bunch of other actors and then um, Evan Rachel Wood as a younger girl and she's a she's a phenom as well so mm-hmm. it was cool to see a lot of these women um, you know come this, up and- this is like clutch Sandy Bullock and Nicole Kidman they are so adorable in this movie mm-hmm. they both do such a great job they're such a great pairing I absolutely love seeing them op- act opposite each other same and can we talk about how they both have aged so well they're both still stunningly gorgeous they did not age like (laughs) they have aged like fine wine let's be real so first up we did point out that this is a majority female cast the Beckdale test is a test that um, basically has two characters of female gender identity how they identify and they have a conversation that lasts a certain amount of time about something other than a relationship. Mm. Do you guys think that this movie passes the Beckdale test? 
Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild to me because I was thinking about this last night. This movie's like 95% women and it doesn't. If any movie would do that, you tell me there's 95% women, I would think it would pass the Beckdale test. So I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blackgirlnerds.com said, in spite of having a majority women cast, Practical Magic does not pass the Bechdel test for most of the movie. It's shocking to realize these badass and fiercely powerful interwomen, mainly independent women, mainly talk about men. It's true. Everything yeah. is about falling in love or like this guy, da da da, or like the I, curse. I don't even think the guys talked about anything else, but. Mm. Like women, right? They Even the pay. detective couldn't stay focused on yeah. the case. Yeah, I've read like... this letter 1,500 times. <laughs> I know. So it didn't pass the David Beckdale <laughs> test either. David Beckham test. So these two dudes, one was a psycho um, who was a serial killer apparently, mm-hmm. choking women out. and um, Played just... by Goran Vizin- Vizinjic. Yeah. Very talented uh, performance, I thought. Very yeah, good. He's, he was good playing a psycho. Uh, <laughs> branding women in the face yeah, with his ring so weird that was, yeah that dude was nuts and he was just obsessed uh, with Nicole Kidman and yeah they they also drugged him they, mm-hmm. he got Cardi B <laughs> oh boy <laughs> they were calling it like it is yeah they so, put, what is it the Belladonna they the put Belladonna in? yeah and people use it for sleep for centuries or whatever but they put a bunch in his tequila and I think Sandy B put too much in there and he passed away. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he had a comment. He was a total piece of shit. Yeah, he sucked. But yeah. still, they killed him. Yeah. And <laughs> twice. Then, twice. Two times. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good enough. They had to bring him back to life. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's interesting because growing up, I think one of the things I loved about this film was the strong female cast. And now rewatching it and being a strong, you know, female, identifying how little dynamic that the characters had outside of their identity attached to relationships was very interesting. Yeah. So what, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I mean, I relate to Nicole Kidman's character quite a bit um, just because of her free spirit and like her flirtatious personality. And I have terrible taste in men. <laughs> <laughs> so I think altogether, I just thought it was, I wish they would have shown a bit more, complexity around their characters yeah. instead of it being centrally focused just on the relationship. Yeah, like one's like the mom and she's trying to be normal and be the wife and then one's like the party girl. Like people are more nuanced than that. Like especially mm-hmm. women and it was very much like their characters were built around the yeah. guys that they either were like interacting with or loved, you know. There was an interesting scene where they're all um, sipping margaritas and there are four of them and they're all calling each other out and they get into that stuff. Like uh, I, one of the aunts said, like Sandra Bullock, how would we know? Like you probably had to use molasses to get your legs open basically. No, and she then said she stu- cast a spell and they had to use molasses to get her something. Yeah, something yeah but that's like, what I'm saying. Like she was a little more crude. Yeah. yeah, and then they were pre- pretty much calling Nicole a but, slut. Nicole Kidman's character. Oh, yeah, and they call her a slut. Sandra Bullock's like, oh, slut. we don't slut shame. And they're yeah. all like laughing about it. And um, But they, you know, that was when the ghost of the guy outside was like overtaking them. Cause yeah, because they, they had the tequila. tequila and then yeah. like they start saying words and they start singing the songs that he was mm-hmm. singing. So I feel like his evil spirit was like, for, Pushing like them. yeah, making yeah. them say like hurtful things. Because yeah. they all seem to really love each other, yeah, the, the family. Mm-hmm. But that's also family. You call each other out and you're real with each other. Yeah. You know, real friendships and families like you are able to tease each other about your shortcomings yeah. in general. And still all love. Excuse me while I just... Where'd you get that? Booty sweat? Uh, you know where I got it. I got it tonight. <laughs> Don't ask me stupid questions, David. You know where I got this. 
This podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Booty Sweat <laughs> in Da Nang. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I've been to Da Nang and I did not see any booty sweat. It was yeah. very disappointing. So it must have been somewhere Gotta else. Gotta ask the right yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I did like that scene a lot. Um, I thought it was cool. The camera work going like flying around and then the, their emotions. So you could tell like there's a little bit of sinisterness to them that was coming out and a little hurtful. And they're like, oh, like grabbed their mouth. Like, why did I just say that? And then they figure out, yeah, what? where'd this tequila come from there was a lot of good camera work in this movie actually there was that one scene yes where they're drinking the tequila and the camera spins around and then same when they're banishing the evil spirit there's like a circle that they make with brooms but I, overall like yeah the camera work in this was interesting and i also noticed a couple times when they were making it ominous like when sandra bullock was walking back to the house when she was like sensing something was wrong they were really down low i think they really used um yeah good tricks to make this movie feel magical because it it's not quite scary enough for adults but it's almost like too scary for kids so i feel like it falls in this weird spot yeah. you know like cause you wouldn't want a kid to watch like something about like an abusive guy like this true you know had you ladies seen this when you were younger yeah thanks mom i watched it like a million times <laughs> did you think kid. it was scary no i never really thought it was scary except for when they were like doing the exorcism mm. that oh, okay. was like something i didn't like because i don't like supernatural things in general <laughs> like that but the rest of it, I thought that they did it in a way that was kind of like fun and flirty without being too heavy. Yeah. I definitely thought it was scary, but we know I'm a wuss. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I probably saw this for the first time, maybe like 11 or 12. But I don't think like a little kid wouldn't, you know, be able to watch this. Yeah, yeah, it's a little much. Um, can I ask, speaking of little kids, can mm. I ask you both a question? Mm. If you will. Okay, so um, the little... Sally Owens, played by, what's it, Camilla Bell. Mm -hmm. She comes up with a list to create a man, mm -hmm. right? And it was like four things or something like that. And this man will never, ever come true because his favorite shape is a star. He can ride a horse backwards. <laughs> what's the other one? Oh, like yeah, two. One green yeah, eye, one, green one eye, brown one blue eye. eye. Yeah. So she's a super creative child um, that never thought that would happen. But if, they, if you could make a man that you could think wouldn't exist or whatever, three things what would it be in a man i mean i feel like it would be a little bit more off the wall than he is <laughs> yeah. one green eye i feel like he has six arms six you know yeah. <laughs> he's got a nose where his you know eye should be yeah, and yeah. he's got hair growing out of his nipples like okay. long hairs you know because then he's never and if he does come am i gonna want him Am I going to want a guy with six arms and a, and a nose eye? Yeah, but the spell says that you will. So you're going to be walking around with nose guy, nose eye guy, so six arms. So I'll arm. take a massive heart. <laughs> yeah. So you're using it to your advantage, like three things. Yeah, if yeah. I'm going to have three things yeah. that you good and I want them to be the ideal thing so that the right man walks into your no, but life. She but he dies. to walk in, you yeah. see? So... That's why I'm saying if she Spare really wanted to practice, if she really wanted to protect herself, she could have been a little bit more creative. I guess yeah, she was a little yeah. kid. She was a little kid, but yeah, I was kind of geeking out at yeah. that point. I'm like, you he can ride a horse back with like, and a his star. favorite, yeah, his favorite shape was a star. Like he's an astronaut and flies <laughs> to the moon every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I just yeah. thought it was extremely convenient that uh, the girl, the guy that she conjured, also lived in America because then of course they're gonna find each other. Like. She, you know, what if this guy was like in the fucking middle of like Nambia? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, thank God he was in America this whole time. 
That's very convenient. That's true. That's a valid point. That's a valid Although point, Nicole yeah. Kidman falls in love with the guy and he's from Transylvania. <laughs> he's Transylvania cowboy. You know, is this dude a vampire? Is this is where <laughs> this is going? Say, yeah. Yeah. So no, he's just a dick. Definitely interesting. He's a dickhead that lives in LA. <laughs> She's like a down by the pool. This is Nicole Kidman's character, just living her best life, just dancing up on like five guys, and this guy sees her across the pool, and he's like, her. Yeah. I will have her. I relate to this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That whole scene I related a lot to. Um, except for the one major problem I find with this film is that when they're in the car with the man and he goes out of the car to pee and right. they have the keys. I'm no, not. He no, he was jingling oh, on while he was I peeing. I guess I didn't see that part. Yeah. Because I kept thinking, why would Run, you bitch. not leave him there? <laughs> then he could have just I don't have to be died. the fastest. I just don't yeah, have to yeah. be the slowest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And their, sk- their casting skills must have been way off. Like you couldn't have done anything to, you know, make no, him. No, you're a witch. Why can't you just yeah. like pop a tire? Or like, twist his ankle or pop yeah. his ACL or make him fall asleep for a few minutes why do they have to drug him yeah. <laughs> I mean she can blow on a candle and make it light like light, light his hair on yeah, fire yeah for real distract him <laughs> I don't know light his Literally. clothes on fire <laughs> blow up the car <laughs> so okay speaking speaking of that so they they do these casts and all this stuff and they're kind of taken away the guy's choice in life right so they basically actually have some oh what is that where'd you get that some booty sweat <laughs> <laughs> she must have also been to Danae yeah, recently yeah. it's a good place <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. that's a word from our sponsor booty sweat from Danae do you love talking about relationships <laughs> and men exclusively even when you're a witch try new booty sweat <laughs> it's from Danae it's truly amazing <laughs> Try the sugar-free option. Uh, but yeah, what was I saying? So, okay. So like, yeah, you're taking away um, someone's... Free will. Free will. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Someone's free will. So, I mean, even the ants did it. Like, they ruined a marriage for 50 bucks, it looked like, when that woman <laughs> <laughs> that woman came to the back door. They stab a pigeon? Yeah, yeah. She's like, like $50, yeah, yeah, that'll Just do. take the money. And it's like, I want him to leave his wife and only want me. You ruined a marriage for 50 bucks. It's <laughs> so, not a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. So I was just kind Although of thinking. Although it was the 90s, so that might have been like $2,000. Who knows? I, like oh, what your really. thought process is. Because they killed they killed um, Sandra Bullock's husband, Yeah, basically. by making a love spell so that they would be together. Yeah, knowing that he was going to die, die, though. Because well, she was like in a funk. Well, because they didn't think that she would actually fall in love with him. So they would thought that if it was like fake love, but she obviously grew to love him. Yeah. So... Back in the 90s, I got very into magic or like Ooh. witchcraft with my friends where we would buy spell books mm. and we would like cast spells and we first thing you would do is like black out all the bad negative spells because that was like how you'd keep your energy clean. And so you'd like spend hours blacking out line by line each spell that was like negative. So one time me and two of my girlfriends, we must have been like, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. We did this love spell on my poor friend Jono, which he doesn't know about, but now maybe he will. Um, and for years after that, he was in love with me. Like, <gasps> in worked. love with me. It really worked, I swear. Like, So you... Okay, so let me get this straight. What, what did you have to do for this spell for Jono to fall in love with you? <laughs> and why did you pick 
Jono. Oh, I was obsessed with Jono, like all through sixth grade once I met him. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. We were together and then I broke up with him about some insanely dumb reason and like regretted it and wanted him back. And, you know, this is like seventh or eighth grade. So it's like everything is such a huge deal. So to get to do this love spell, you really just needed this like pink candle and like you put a needle through the wick of the candle and like burned the candle down and like chanted something which I can't remember because I'm a non-practicing witch anymore. <laughs> um, I'm not practicing. Hung up the broom. Yeah. I, just I was raised in the pagan faith, but I actually decided after like high school just to leave. I you liked know? that. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so if you guys want any of my special spells, it's $50 and I will ruin a marriage. Devastated that you didn't bring a spell book to this recording yeah. because we could have tried something and then all of our listeners would have fallen in love with us. Our next hangout, we'll do a seance and a spell. I like that. Yeah. Um, anyways, it so worked. why is it? I just feel bad that you, you young girls, had to make your own redacted version of the spell book, and the publishing house just couldn't make a negative and a positive because <laughs> you get two sales there. Yeah, you know? right. You would think, but like um, my friend's mom told us that, like, because she was a psychic and this, mm-hmm. and she said that if you wanted to avoid attracting the dark you had to black it out so it wasn't visible i feel like witchcraft was very big in the 90s i mean we talked about the craft i craft, swear to god yeah. every single girl group i knew was like well i'm the east one well i'm water well i'm this you know like people were obsessed <laughs> i was one of those people yeah. and i wasn't even like a gothic i was person. gonna that was gonna be my question <laughs> no. were you goth at all no i was like Nineties hip hop, like you're where a good you witch. know, yeah. I do think I do think there's like an element of like narcissism when you're a kid. You're like, I made that happen. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I used to think when I was a kid, I used to like look out the window and shoot like invisible arrows into two people and be like, they're in love now. Like I used to think Ooh. I was like, uh, you know, we'd be in the car and I'd be like, oh, they're gonna be connected now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they no, they aren't Paris. Like no, <laughs> no. But like you're a kid and you think you have all this magic power and then you become an adult and you're like, oh, I'm just another fucking cog in the corporate wheel. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Actually, I think there's a business opportunity here for you. What What is the business? Like get on, um, collab with one of the apps, you know, Bumble or OK Stupid or whatever it's called. Okay. And then tell people you will do for $50. You will ruin a marriage or you'll get somebody to fall in love with you. So they pick like three profiles and be like, hey, I'll, you know, do the spell for these three and then, you know, see what happens. Just by being on those apps, you're probably going to ruin a marriage <laughs> because people are not honest. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's like a witch matchmaking business in yeah. here. You know what I mean? You just like get a book of suckers and you're like, which one do you want? Which one? Yeah. Poke them through with a needle. I'll call mom and get my spell books out of storage. <laughs> Dust them off. Yeah. Please do. I feel like there's a real opportunity here for uh, us. I, they, I read that they used a witch to um, like give them guidance on this film. And they, the witch tried to sue for more, or sorry, ask for more money. They said, hey, well, we can't do it. So she like would call and said, I'm going to put a curse on you and a hex, like talk in tongues. And um, she sued and the lawyers were like, fuck it, just pay her. Like we're, we don't want to do so this. So she was like, my magic fully worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was going to, um, well, it didn't do well in the box office. So maybe it, maybe that did do well. Mm-hmm. That's like a cult classic now, but mm-hmm. it didn't um, get its budget back. I feel like this is a must watch every Halloween. I was hiking with someone today and I said, oh yeah, I'm doing practical magic on the podcast. And I 
uh, we, I just watched it and she was like, oh, I got to watch it this year. Like it's a, it's something that you want to watch year after year, I think. So this is a, I wouldn't put this in like my Halloween mm. kind of. But David, this is more of like a female cult classic. Yeah, well, that's the, oh, yeah, you know, okay. I think I like that. this is a film with like a mostly female cast and mm-hmm. it's all centraled on stuff that females love. So it's probably a girl Halloween must watch. Yeah. And maybe not top on the list for the guys. <laughs> well, also, also, because we can we say like just like again like coming back to Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, they are just so great in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. what a great chemistry between the two of them. I was re- I always thought I would wanted to be more like Nicole, like Nicole's character when I was growing up. But then rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, I really relate to Sandra Bullock more. You know, because she's just like she's the one holding it all together and like she's like has to be responsible and she's trying to just be normal and then like she finally steps into her power i think both of the main characters nicole and sandra have really interesting character arcs in this you know like and it just really comes down to being about family and yeah and like being true to yourself and fucking the policeman so he won't put you in jail (laughs) take one for the team why not (laughs) which sorry but let's go into that like the law enforcement so so if you haven't seen the film, this is a spoiler alert. So they accidentally kill the guy. And then Nicole Kidman Twice. is, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but Nicole Kidman is like, no, 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 we can't kill him. And already when Sandra Bullock's husband died originally, she was like, let's bring him back. I know you can do it. And they're like, he's going to come back as something so evil, but it's just Nicole and Sandra in the house. So they don't want to go to jail. She doesn't want to lose her kids. So they try to bring him back and he does come back to life, but his eyes are all like milky and he's mm-hmm. clearly fucked. So they bash him on the head. Now he's dead. Now they bury him in the garden, which they could have done originally without the spell. And honestly, nothing bad would have happened. Yeah. Movie would have been over. <laughs> and then old mate policeman comes over. He's the uh, the sheriff or whatever. What's his name? Uh, Gary Hallett is the character, but he is played by uh, Aiden Quinn. Mm. And uh, he's basically like sniffing around. There's a little bit of like chemistry between him and Sandra Bullock's character. And then this frog like vomits up a ring mm-hmm. and he's like, you guys are fucking involved. Cause he was looking for the douchebag, the bad guy, Nicole Kidman, Jimmy. because there's another case where he a woman was a missing. Woman. Yeah. 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 And she was branded. And then, yeah, that toad pops that ring up. It's like, y'all better lawyer up. Yeah. But then she makes out with him and then he's like, listen, and he turns off the, yeah. he takes her off the record you and then they make lawyer. out and she yeah. tells him everything. And then he, yeah, like, it just the crime goes away so what i learned from that is like if you're sexy and you wear spaghetti straps and you kiss the lawyer the policeman you can kill whoever you want is that is that the lesson i should have learned i mean that would be my technique if i got arrested (laughs) for murder i gotta tell you uh so i'm not hating on it Uh, what i thought was very interesting is he just starts stalking her and like following her and then he's like oh i'm gonna come to your house tomorrow and i have to questions to ask yeah, you like yeah. her, her shop That's making not pancakes and yeah, shit and then, but then she's yeah. like okay you can come over at 10 a.m and ask questions she's like it's a date yeah. and it's like i thought this was <laughs> investigation. a murder investigation yeah. interview when they talk about it afterwards so yeah two things so one she said it's my fault that you were obsessed with the letter and blah blah blah, blah because i I conjured you. I wished for this when I was a little girl, right? And then he's walking away, which I thought was like kind of the cutest line. And he stops. He's like, you I know, wished I wished for you too. too. And I was just like, 
God damn it, this movie. David, David you better use that on Libby. <laughs> David was like, I love a rom-com. Yeah. This is great. Thanks for making me watch Practical it, Practical rom-com. <laughs> Practical yeah. David. So, but it, it is interesting. But then the second part, as I was thinking, so if I'm in law enforcement and want to see what your guys' answer to this is, would I, knowing the situation, would I let that ride? Probably. If knowing that she, bad guy. If this guy was a total piece of shit, I'm looking for him. I'm trying to arrest him anyways. And I know Nicole got her ass beat um, by this dude. Like, fuck Chilly. it. He's gone. You, you ladies probably should have dip, uh, destroyed the car immediately because this is what led me here. But, like, get rid of that. Here's the ring. Oh, he's burned up. We found this ring in the ashes. So the detective actually... Um, put the case away for her. Mm. He put that ring in a fire somewhere and was like, oh, there's no remains. Um, this is where he was. Mm-hmm. And case closed. So, yeah. I still think it's like, he sa- he says earlier, he says like, it's not for you or me to decide. Because she's even like, he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then he totally flips it on his head and he's like, you're right. He's gone. Yeah, fuck, oh, it. fuck it. Yeah. Could we fuck now? Yeah. Like, that'd be great. 20 years later, he's just the worst cop in the world yeah. taking drug money bribes. and <laughs> He already was a pretty bad cop <laughs> and to just like go and pursue her romantically and forget about the case. Yeah. Although the guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. But. How weird was he with that letter? She's like, that's my letter. And he's like... Uh, <laughs> he like puts it in his pocket. Yeah. No, that's my letter. Creepy, <laughs> super creepy, man. Yeah. And what grown man holds on to a letter he found like 25 <laughs> years ago and just carries it around with him? Well, I think it was a letter to Nicole, Jilly. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. But and that's why he showed up at their house because oh, so he was think, looking so for you Nicole. Think he found it in a, in relation to the murder. I also misinterpreted it. I thought he accidentally found it like when he was a kid. No, no. She was writing to her sister uh, and that's what led him there because he was like, I'm looking for Gillian mm-hmm. and he had that letter. So he must've had the address for her mm-hmm. for Sandra Bullock's house. Okay. I stand corrected. He still read it too much. Yeah. He still read it way too much. And the way he held it, like what said, it was like, <laughs> okay, give me a fucking letter back. No, no, no. I'm going to. Take us to the hotel. Borrow this right now, real quick. It's sticky. Ew. Oh. <laughs> Practical magic. Practical magic. <laughs> this letter is stuck together now. Uh, the aunts really leave them to like deal. They know something bad's happening, mm-hmm. and they just feel like, "Good luck." They, I, I don't know. The, the, the women thing in this is interesting. So basically it's like two sisters, two sisters, two sisters, like three generations. So I was trying to figure out where Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock's mom falls in this. Is she the niece or is she the daughter of, cause they call them the aunts. So how is there three daughters at that? Le- like, oh. you know what I mean? I was always thinking like, that could have been, that could have. Yeah. She seems like, they seemed like the great aunts, even when they were like younger. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't, cause it's sort of interesting that like, they always had like one dark head and one red head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very cute. Very cute. Um, and I thought all the little actor kids in this did a really great job. Yeah. I did. especially liked, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock's daughters. They were really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that Evan Rachel Wood was in this film? Yeah. Yeah. She plays Kylie, 
which is one of the little girls in the town? Or is she one of the daughters? No, Kylie is one of the daughters. One of, um, is she the Bullock's, redhead? Sandra Bullock's daughter, yeah. yeah. Redhead. Oh my yeah. God, that makes total sense. And yeah. you said Camila Bell is the younger one. Camila Bell one. plays a small Sally on Sandra Bullock's character. Okay, so there is it. one other redhead that plays Gillian. I don't know um, her name. In yeah, and Laura Ann Criswell. Yeah, Laura Ann Who is age Camilla 10. Bell? Do you know who that is? Uh, she's a total babe, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I mean, she's a big. <laughs> Not age 11. Sally, Take but Camilla it. Bell now is a total She's, big. Um, so Practical Magic, I'm thinking that these were just like, uh, mu- <laughs> not musicians, but magicians, like, right? Because <laughs> she gets the in. great, great aunt, like the opening scene, she's about to get hung. She steps off and it breaks. So I'm thinking like she was doing something behind her back to like untie the knot. She's like an escape artist. So I didn't think they actually had powers oh. until like a little bit more into the movie. I thought it was just, they had like some gifts tricks. some tricks up their sleeves yeah they they could get people to think they were doing one thing and it looked like oh, which um but yeah they actually did have powers so yeah sandra Bullock can make the tea stir itself mm-hmm. she can blow on a candle yeah. yeah which is why i find it so interesting there was nothing that they could do to get out of that situation <laughs> other than murder this guy and poison him like a regular person like should we let his hair on fire no yeah. let's just kill him it's practical magic it's stirring coffee yeah let's uh, just roofie him getting lights <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah but he's a bad guy so yeah fuck him fuck that guy fuck, oh, yeah. fuck him he deserved it but good for, for magic justice <laughs> magic justice kill them with a frying pan no i mean they do do you know they bring the guy back to life and Mm -hmm. then they get the uh, so one of the most creepy parts of the film is when his spirit inhabits nicole kidman's character and that's when i think the turning point is for the policeman he comes and he's like what the fuck because he sees him alive he sees a spirit and then he kills the spirit and then sandra bullock's like I killed his body, but you killed his spirit. But it's fine. It's still me. You yeah, know? He holds up his badge, Stop. and that's what yeah. it did. Yeah. Um, but then he like Demons tries. Hate to- stars. <laughs> I hate him. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Right? <laughs> no, but he tries to. Yeah, he tries to take Nicole with him, and she's like, "Just let me die." Yeah. And then they put brooms in a circle, and then she gets saved. Because they oh, they t- all the oh, moms. and they do the AIDS thing where they touch bloods. <laughs> the AIDS. Yeah, they touch bloods, and she's saved. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a good. Don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing too. They're they're sisters. They already have the same blood. Like, why did you have to do the blood thing? I that totally. But in the '90s, like the blood thing was kind of also big. You never yeah. did that with your friends. I did it with one of my friends, which is totally unsanitary. Yeah, now, I probably would never got, fly. Yeah, I probably <laughs> probably sick. I probably got sick. Good thing I got vaccinated. Can you though. hear Otherwise, his thoughts though have. as well? <laughs> yeah. When he's in trouble, do you yeah. know? Is he like jelly? Yeah. David. And you're just like, oh Damn. shit, dad. Damn, he's in trouble. No, it's, uh, I think that blood re- friendship worked out. You know, we went our different ways. I don't think we got it in there good enough <laughs> when we pressed hands. Uh, also, yeah. she just like, so when she cuts her own hand, like, that's fine. But then you're expecting me to cut my own hand open? Like, don't cut my hand. Yeah. That's stupid. I'll just write you. Because they kind of reversed it. Because the first time Nicole Gillian's character cuts her hand and then cuts Sandy B's hand. Mm-hmm. And then when they do the exorcism, Sandy B cuts her own hand and then cuts. Like, see, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. practical magic is a circle. I've, I've seen. Okay, let's talk about the small town. Because 
everyone is so mean to their family for like 300 years like everyone's like witch witch are they saying you're a bitch on the subtitles it said witch witch you're a bitch that's and what i thought i didn't know if the subtitles were picking that up or if it was an actual that's what movie. i thought they yeah. were saying witch witch you're a bitch i call little girls that's not cool calling like a 10 year old girl yeah. a bitch and she's like i hope you get chicken pox and then he does he does and like everyone's so mean to them in the town mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden she's like gotta do this exorcism to get her sister back and she's like do you have any friends and she calls the phone tree and all these women from the snooty school turn up if someone called me that i thought was a witch that i don't want to deal with if i'm this person obviously me personally i'd be like yeah i'm fucking there but this like stuck up woman they show up and they're like i've always wanted to see inside your house i'm like why have you been such a bitch to her forever you could have said hi you could have asked me for a coffee date Ask me to kill your husband, whatever. Yeah. Break, up, break up a family. Terrified after they gave the one kid's 50 bucks. son chicken pox just <laughs> by saying that. They're like, if I don't show up, what are they going to give me? AIDS? Yeah. Right. No. Uh, I'm just steal my husband. Not a lot of uh, minorities lived in that town uh, either. Zero minorities. <laughs> I was wondering if you noticed that. Yeah, oh, I noticed. I mean, like, is New England very white? I feel like it is. Could be. Do you guys I, know? I didn't it's really... strange that there's not one. That lives of there, any yeah. ethnicity yeah. too. We're yeah. talking no Latino people, no mm-hmm. Asian people, nothing. Not even someone that you could mistake as a different ethnicity. Yeah. It's white. Pretty white. Pretty white bread. town. Yes. And then that's why they have to turn on the witches because if there was a black family living there, they'd be like, oh, but instead. I'm just lucky little Sally didn't say, you know, two different skin tones because then I would have been conjured. <laughs> And then me and Sandra Bullock would have been making out. And, and I would have got hit by a by a fruit cart truck. <laughs> I know it's so random. All those bicycles yeah, go past, yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like, he's like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, from? did the truck not see him and stop? Like, what? Or a hundred bicycles in front of him that just passed? It's like he turns around off the bicycles. The truck's just there. Yeah. Also, question: If she had caught that beetle, would he have not died? She was going for it like she was. That's what I thought too. Because that seems like a pretty easy out of a curse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of beetle traps. Beetle. Yeah, just have beetle traps. There's a beetle poison yeah. everywhere. It's fine. I think it was just her hope that it was going to do it because they never mentioned anywhere like if you catch the beetle on the day that it's squeaking or something. True. Chirping. <laughs> That's a good point. It'll be saved. But, I mean, I would have given it a try also because I think she just knew the inevitable. Yeah. So it's trying anything. Burn, st- burn the house down. I still go back to the ants. They knew this dude was going to die. And if they didn't know, they risked it. No, they it. thought he wasn't because they didn't, again, they didn't think she would actually be in love with him. They thought they had, like, gone around the curse by putting a spell on him, on them. But she actually fell in love with him. Yeah. So. so Still, I mean, you're condemning someone to death. Yeah. Yeah. You're, ta- you're risking it. Yeah. Yeah. This poor nice guy. And why didn't Nicole Kidman's piece of shit man die when they were in love? Or maybe she didn't really love I think him. That's why she didn't marry yeah. him. I read something online that was like they weren't married or something. Yeah, they weren't married. I thought it was maybe just she like was just like because she was going on flings. She would be with somebody and she'd write to her sister like, "Hey, I met this guy," and then write to her sister again, "Ah, it's this guy." So maybe she was just kind of out there doing her own thing. Maybe he didn't. Or she didn't fall in love with him, and that's why. Yeah, that's true. Must not have. Yeah. Don't. It's like one of those dates you have where they're like, I only have one rule. Don't fall in love with me. Well, now that you said that, I have to fall in <laughs> yeah, love exactly. with you. <laughs> exactly. No, but seriously, that small town like was claustrophobic as fuck. And it looked really beautiful. Yeah, it did look but beautiful. But no 
Also, like, move. If everyone's mean to you, just go. Like, Nicole Kidman leaves. Like, why are you staying here where everyone's terrible to you? Yeah. And how do you have a successful business? Like, people were just shopping and buying those, like, essential oils, like, (laughs) back in the 90s, really overpriced, or shampoo, but everyone hates her. Like... Yeah, like he thought it was a good idea to open a business in that town. There's the one scene where the guy's like, it's not working. I've been putting it on my head. And she's like, that's not the head you need to be putting on. I'm like, ooh, racy, racy joke. It could be because she was supposed to open it with her husband, right? So maybe that's why they thought they'll shop for him Everyone loved them when they were together, which again, like her value as a woman is now less because he's dead. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Welcome to New England. It actually was not shot in New England. I don't know if you guys saw all that. Is that in California? Yeah, it was in, uh, in San Juan Strait. No, actually Washington on the West Coast oh. due to financial reasons. Interesting. I was going to say, and women wonder like why we're bred to like attach our worth to a man. It's because we're showed those narratives in like every film that you see growing up. It's like... Sandra Bullock was loved and adored, and then when her she husband. Had the husband. Yeah, and then he dies, and suddenly everyone hates her again. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting, like subliminal. And message. her daughters, those fucking bitches. And that her. I know those yeah, poor girls. Those poor girls, like just living their lives, well, and everything's cool, and then their dad dies. Now everyone hates you. What the fuck? And then will happen to Sandy being and Nicole Kidman too. Like, so their dad passed away, so the mom just lost the will to live, even though she has two like gorgeous daughters and uh, that's the kind of thing too back to your point actually that based on a guy broken heart so now I I can't live because this guy's gone this is all I had no you have two girls unfortunately terrible things happen and people pass Mm -hmm. away and you know yeah if you've got kids like you have to go on you can't just give up I understand like depression and whatever and I I actually did like the way they portrayed Sandra Bullock's character like in bed and then the daughter comes in and she like hugs her she's like come here yeah Yeah, and she's like I'm sorry I'm just tired and I get it but yeah I agreed like you don't just die because your partner dies you might feel like dying you might be terribly sad for years and years but Mm -hmm. like you have kids come on I think they were going for like Romeo and Juliet type of love where it's Mm -hmm. like unbearable without this person and that's how strong it was and that's why old auntie put that curse on him Mm. (laughs) Stockard Channing is so great I love her yeah she's good she's such a good witch I love her Um, but yeah no I wouldn't move to the small town would you move to the small town no 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 I'm a city gal you I don't like getting followed around in stores (laughs) (laughs) David's David's a no (laughs) You could be their token minority in yeah. that town since there's nobody I mean, else there. Sandy, I feel like her and I would make a good couple. Now that the curse is broken, you know, I would be a good stepdad to those two daughters. Actually, he was a cute stepdad. Like when they jump off the roof uh, at the very end, they're yeah, like, he picked every, one up. and he kisses her. And yeah. then I was like, oh, okay, just one they more. They finally flew off the roof. Yeah. One more booty sweat. This one's passion fruit flavored. Ooh. Ooh gotta love a passion booty. That's a Denang specialty. Denang special. <laughs> so, fun trivia facts about this film, mm. which I loved reading. Mm. Um, Sandra Bullock said in the scene when they are drinking the tequila, they all did actually get really drunk. Which I think would be super fun, although... I think the crew uh, was drinking tequila, too. Oh, no, really? Okay. Yeah, I was going to say about the crew, like, you can't drink on set because it just slows everything down. Yeah, I think everybody was drinking tequila for this. That's kind of a good story. I also read that Sandra, or um, Nicole Kidman had just come off working with Stanley Kubrick on Eyes Wide Shut, 
So she was used to doing like 80 takes and Sandra Bullock was like done in like three or four. So there was like a bit of a disconnect there because honestly, like 80 takes, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a long time. And I don't like that movie that much. Eyes Eyes wide shut. Like people love that movie. I'm like, this Eh, does nothing. We should talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love it. I do love cult movies. I've been really into cult movies, but that's for sure. But it's still like, okay, people bang. Best friends on that. Like in real life. Sandra Bullock yeah. and Nicole Kidman? Yeah. We should ask them. We'll see if they yeah. are. They're both lovely. I've worked with both of them before, mm. and both of them couldn't have been more gracious, kind, and like really lovely people. And I always kind of imagined Nicole Kidman would be a bit like icy. I don't know why, but she was the warmest person and like just gave me a huge hug and talked to everybody. And anyways. That's awesome. It's I love refreshing. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the book, which the film was based on, Antonia is the oldest of Sally and Michael's children, whereas in the film, Kylie is the oldest. So they flipped the kids, probably because of casting reasons. But I don't know. I, I'd kind of be interested to go back and read the book. Yeah. Yeah. See how, how much different. See if it's darker, because I, I also details. read that it was it, the original director's cut was darker. Because yeah. again, this is a Warner Brothers film. I feel like the positioning of it is like. I can enjoy it now, but it's, yeah, it's not like super scary. It's almost like Hocus Pocus. Like there's creepy bits, but like it's not terrifying. Yeah. But for kids, I think it's a bit creepy. <laughs> um, Sandra, I saw Sandra Bullock made this movie because Speed 2 bombed. Really? Yeah, yeah. So she was like, I want to get out of trying to make blockbusters because she was in the original Speed and it crushed it. And then she did Speed 2 cruise control and it wasn't that good of a movie didn't do that well in the box office so she wanted to get more back to uh scripts that she liked and roles that she liked so this was one of them after that movie well this movie also didn't do too well so no it did not but like (laughs) i said i mean it's a cult classic now yeah it's a cult classic and i love seeing her in it i think she does a great job and also i didn't think speed 2 was that bad so everyone can just chill out (laughs) I mean, Speed 1 was definitely better. Speed 1 was definitely yeah. better. Yeah, okay. No one's saying that Sandy it wasn't. Sandy B and Keanu? Are Did you people anticipate me? a Speed 2 was going to be yeah. better? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I always love the second version better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why didn't they call it Speed Boat? Because <laughs> it's, on, it's on a boat. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Instead yeah. of cruise control? Yeah. Because it's, it's a cruise Speed ship. Speed 2. Because it's a cruise boat. ship. No, no, no. Yeah. There was... Speedboat. The marketing people got paid their money for a reason. Everyone settled down. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, no, but I am glad we watched this movie, uh, despite the fact that it did not pass the Bechdel test, and despite the fact that there was not a one, uh, <laughs> not a one black or Asian or anyone of non-white, not a one descent. minority. But this is the part of the podcast where we give somebody a shout out. David, who have you got? All right, so. You got to do it. You got to give it up for special effects, right? With this movie, especially with the um, the crazy boyfriend that she has spirit walking around. So I went with Rodney M. Bird, mm-hmm. who uh, special effects. And he worked on The Bodyguard, The Rundown, The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Mercury Rising. So Curious Case. Oh, Benjamin Button he worked on. That's a good one. And, oh, he must have worked with uh, Sandy B in the past because he didn't miss congeniality. That was her too, right? Yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah. So, you know, um, movies like this, especially Halloween movies, uh, things that deal with, I don't know, what would you say, like 
spirits and all that stuff, freaky stuff, special effects really comes into making these movies. So Rodney, Bird, we see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. All right, I'm going to go with Yana Treadwell, who was one of the set dresses on this film. Uh, Yana also worked on Jungle Cruise, Army of the Dead. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Set dresses, I felt like the sets in this were very rich, like in the greenhouse and like out in the garden. I just, I really could feel like I was there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the attention to detail was awesome. So... Yana, we see you and see we appreciate, and we appreciate you. you. Uh, Ashley, who have you got? I've got Alan Silvestri. He's a composer. He did all the music on the film. And overall, I just thought the music and soundtrack and the way that they did it was was awesome. There was a lot of hit songs, a lot of really cool moments, even when he was like, you know, whistling the tune and then they like moved it back into Margarita Night. So mm. shout yeah. out to Alan. Shout out to Alan. Mm. He's also worked on The Witches, Five of Bride Part Three, which I know uh, Isabel Mas said she worked on Sweet Girl. Forrest Gump. He did Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Uh, Night at the Museum, The Walk. Uh, he's had a great career. Captain yeah. America, Jesus. Like yeah. what a legend. Ready An player impressive one. career. Yeah. yeah. He's doing it. He is doing it. So this is the part of the podcast where we decide if this film has aged like milk or not. Ashley, you are the guest. What do you think? I think it aged okay. There was nothing like horribly wrong in my opinion that was like really offensive where sometimes you watch films and you're like, yikes. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have any of those like super cringy moments. However, like the lack of diversity and sort of like the old school mentality about women just like needing a man to mm. feel happy. I would have liked that to change, but overall I think it aged okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah. I agree with Ashley. I think I think there's a place for this. Like I said, people still think of this as like a cult classic ha- Halloween movie, but I 100% agree with you. Like the fact that their worth was attached to like their men and the fact that like there was not one not even like we've talked about like movies where we're like well that guy only had one line like there wasn't even like anyone in this movie that was of any other racial ethnicity (laughs) than white like what (laughs) the fuck vacuum are these people living in you know what i mean like even like someone just walking by like an extra i don't maybe i'm wrong if you're if i'm wrong please reach out to me like tell me but like come on yeah. come on like one come on. <laughs> one of the moms from the school right one of the, the moms the like one of the guys you just see in the market like come on come the on guy asking about the oils on his head or head <laughs> <laughs> the woman coming in to kill her husband get the guy to leave his husband. whatever yeah, you know yeah. nothing so it's like i think it's on the verge of spoiling just because of like the 90s was not yeah, that long ago. This is late 90s. Yeah, 98. 98. Yeah. Come on, guys. It, and like what we've talked about, like I think people just did not think about it. Yeah. You know? Just didn't even occur. Didn't even occur to them to be like, there's no diversity. Yeah. Like I'd be curious to know like if people, if our friends like who are grew up, you know, and the people of color, like did they watch this the same way or are they just like, this does not represent me mm-hmm. at all? It would be interesting wherever they shot this. You said it was at Washington mm-hmm. State? Yeah. yeah. Or Washington, yeah. So... I mean, you pull up and you're doing a production there. Maybe it is a small, segregated town, and that's where you're pulling extras from. I think it was, So there might not have even been any minorities that said, like, hey, like I'll be an extra. You know what I'm saying? Because of the town they were shooting in. So, And that's... uh, I've seen these And that's show business. (laughs) (laughs) Show business. (laughs) What do you think, David? Uh, I kind of go back and forth, right? So... I'm going to say it did age okay. and it's based on the point that both of you made that this movie is struck 
structured around just their worth with dudes, right? Mm. And these are powerful witches, powerful women, and it's all oh my god i'll never live i'll never smile again i never want to fall in love exactly so which i get it um if that's part of the story but that was how it was written now all the acting and the women in this movie i think all are amazing yes um but that part of it is just kind of like whose performance was your favorite in this film i i love sandy b so just seeing her She's always had like great emotional range, mm-hmm. and she's just this like sweetheart. I just was sitting there watching this movie, like, wow, you know, huh, she can do no wrong. Mm. And she's just—they all know. did it. Yeah, I, they all did a great job. I have job, to say, I like, I do have a soft spot for Stockard Channing and Diane Weist. Is that how you say her last name? I think so. Uh, they just were such a great yin and yang mm-hmm. to each other in this, and I just kind of wish that there was a whole movie about them at this same time. That would be cool, right? Or, yeah, you mean um, the ages that they are? Yeah, I just like, like, I wish we could go back to 1998 and be like, yeah, 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 Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. great, they're beautiful, we love them. Can we get more of the aunts? Like where they go on a vacation? When they go to dance under the moon? Like, can, yeah, I, can the camera cool. go with them? Because that is fucking dope. Or they go on a cruise, mm-hmm. Practical Magic 2, <laughs> cruise control. <laughs> Spell control. Spell control. Cindy saves the day yeah. once again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved Nicole Kidman's, like I said, I relate to her character being like free-spirited and fun in mm-hmm. this. I wish they would have showed different sides to her, but I thought she played it well. And it's nice to see her in that kind of a lighthearted, fun role. Yeah. 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 And I got to do a shout out to Margot Martindale too. She is the brunette that like works uh, in the shop. Uh, she's like the middle-aged lady. She's been on a ton of yeah. stuff, and she's just such a she's great, great actress. Yeah. Oh God, I love her. She's in a show on Amazon with uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, I forget what it's called. She's also in Mrs. America. She does a great okay. job, I believe. Yeah. She's in. She's yeah. a very talented actor. I oh. thought, like, yeah, the acting was great. They're all like super connected and mm-hmm. um, did a very well, good job. Who was the other actor in the shop? She looks super familiar. The blonde lady. Yeah, I don't know. Who she's she been is. in a ton yeah. of stuff. No. Um, Ooh, interesting. Um, Margot Martindale is also in the upcoming Cocaine Bear. I read that script. It's a this crazy true story about a, a bear that eats a bunch of cocaine and like <laughs> in the wilderness and then like attacks all these people. I'm very excited about it. I believe uh, who is it? One of the, uh, um, um, what's cocaine her name? Elizabeth bear. Banks. I think is producing it or directing it. Um, but yeah, poor bear. good old that cocaine bear. bear. He's having a great time. What are you talking about? Poor people that he ate. She oh. come to Hollywood on a Friday. It's uh, <laughs> Chloe Webb. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, lots of talented people in this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really grateful that we had Ashley Studo come join us today. Yeah, She's a very, you. very, very close friend of both of ours. Ashley, if people want to find you on the internet, are they allowed to? How do they find you? Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, you guys. This is fun. Um, I, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Studer three E's. And if anybody's interested in like doing what you do, which is, you know, influence marketing and brand sponsorship type stuff like that, what like what advice do you typically give to people who are trying to get into that world? 
Um, I think be yourself and have fun with it and show a range of things, right? You're going to make more money if you can show how you incorporate brands and your everyday life and how it can be applicable to different products. I think people sometimes zero in on one area. Like, I'm an actor, so I'm only going to show pictures of myself or my projects. But if you branch outside and also show that you like to cook or do fitness, you know, you're going to attract. Yeah. Make who you are your brand and then brands will come to you practical brand magic (laughs) (laughs) and if you want love spells let me know fifty (laughs) dollars ashley's got you she's gonna break up the family she'll poke something through a wick and don't worry she already blacked out her whole book so it's fine (laughs) well thank you for joining us Mm, ashley we love you both back thank Mm -hmm. you David, you should check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. (laughs) Gross milk is gross. That's our show, guys. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. Email us at uh, hlikemilkpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to discussing more movies with you. Send, you know, put together a little spell for us Mm -hmm. for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I love spells, so everybody loves us. Everybody loves us. It's going to be a little track in the background. You will love a witch, witch, you're a bitch, (laughs) witch, witch, you're a bitch. Alright guys, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.